Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Tuesday, August 30th. In the headlines, NJAM member Lennon Matthew believes that the reason the common person does not avoid illegal opportunities is not based on fear of being arrested, but is based on rewards versus risk. Eastern Caribbean governments to take legal action against Trinidad and Tobago for failure to complete compensatory payments to Clico and British American insurance company Baiko subregion policyholders. And Ukraine starts counteroffensive to retake the southern Kyrgyzstan region, just as an international atomic energy agency team led by Chief Rafael Grossi is en route to attempt to inspect the contested nuclear plant. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. into the ozone at Quartz Optical. Get your free eye exam plus free children's frames with any lens purchase. Adults get 25% off frames and lenses. When you shop today with no cash, three to 24 month credit terms available. So book your appointment online today at QuartzOptical.com. Get in on the deals and save now. Only at Quartz Optical. Value you can see. Promotion runs till August 31st, 2022. Special conditions apply. Why doesn't the average person refrain from pursuing illegal prospects out of fear of being arrested? According to NJAM member Lennon Matthew, this is predicated on risk and reward. Things like the drug trade will continue as the odds of being caught get thinner in a society that encourages more corruption rather than fixing the legal system. I think it's risk-reward. Um, you know, the, the, the chances of you getting caught become slimmer and slimmer when your society is corrupt, <laughs> when the courts are not doing their work, when when the police officers are themselves corrupt, when 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 politicians are, are mingling with known criminals and criminals can some people can get away without without the the, the, the system, the structures working. So there is risk reward. It's like doing business. I, I will take a chance in an investment, but there's a chance that I'm going to fail. But you know what? I'm going to take that chance anyway because I might make it. You understand what I'm saying? Just like we buy the lottery ticket. We buy the lottery ticket because it's $270 million. Holy crap. I don't buy lottery, but yep. guess what? On my way, I'm going to buy a ticket because there's a chance. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's, that's what makes us human. He asks, if you had to choose between making $3,000 as a teacher and dealing drugs, what would you do? Matthew goes on to emphasize the idea that some people might enter the drug trade as a side business, reinforcing that since society has not altered the boost, the opportunity for wealth, there is a bigger reward than risk. If you were given the option of, I can make $3,000 as a teacher or $3,000 dealing drugs, guess what? We would do three thousand dollars as a teacher, easy. But when there is that pressure on you, and 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 you like, well, I know teachers who have been working for seventeen years. They're not appointed. They can't build their own homes. And some people may get into the drug trade because they're like, you know what? I'm gonna do it for a little bit because I need a start. Mm -hmm. So the, the the reward, the risk reward, the chances of you getting caught is not that high. So they may get in there, you know, just to get you know, the start and they get sucked in, they get hooked and it continues because the society, the legal system has not changed to increase their wealth potential. So they get back into the situation because they have to live up to that standard. 
NGM member Lennon Matthew. We do not consistently and thoroughly collect data about the environment, according to Dr. Dave Lloyd, a member of the Waitakobali Advocate for Viable Environment Wave. He continued by saying that we must be willing to gather and be aware of crucial facts if we hope to be able to manage and implement systems. We are not um, so thorough and consistent in terms of collecting data about the environment. If you want to manage it and have systems in place, you must be informed by you know, critical data and, 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 and information. If that is not collected consistently, for instance, for our rivers, we should have, although I'm aware that there's some of that going on, we should have proper monitoring in terms of stream flow, in terms of water quality at different, at different points, so that we can know what's, what's, what's taking place. Um, in our case, because you know this project is a is a short-lived project, right? We've taken samples at um, basically in the lower watershed area, in the mid and upper. We've taken samples. We've tested, te- done done analysis for pesticide um, residues. We've done for microbial um, um, contaminants and um, other, other chemical properties, um, nitrates, phosphates, and, 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 and so on, really to get an idea of what that baseline is, what, what it is. In a proper you know, uh, um, um, monitoring framework, you would be doing this consistently, right. several times a year, in the dry season, in the wet season. You want to see what's, what's taking place, how much more is the flow in the, in the wet season, and, and this mm. would indicate um, so you'd be able to preempt certain um, 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 problems and nip them in, 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 the, in the butt. Dr. Dave Lloyd, according to Dr. Camille David of Caribbean Aqua Terrestrial Solutions, coral reefs are crucial to the ecosystem of the near shore marine area, and any human activity that encourages coral reef degradation will have an effect on the shorelines. He spoke on Q95's Lifeline program, hosted by Dr. Thompson Fontaine on Sunday. When Corals are, uh, are basically very important in, 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 in the whole nearshore marine ecosystem functioning. So uh, any human activity which, which really promote the degradation of, 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 of corals or coral beds um, is bound to impact um, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the shoreline. So first of all, you're going to see a lot of, of beach profile changes, obviously as a result of um, the, the waves. Um, the, the, the full energy of the wave is going to impact the shoreline without the corals performing the function that they should. So you're going to have a lot of beach profile changes, erosion, accretion, um, processes, um, and, and over time, a loss of sediment, sediment, um, in the beach. Um, so this is one, one of the major impacts, the, the profile uh, changes of the beach. Um, secondly, I mean, corals function as important nurseries for, for fish. So with the loss of important coral beds, you're going to have a loss of, of, of important nursery habitats that can really sustain and maintain the diversity of the, of the natural ecosystem. So uh, in quick time, you know, the local fishers in the area are going to not be able to, you know, fish there because a lot of fish migrate uh, migrated out of the area. So, 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 so that's another major major concern. I think we really need to take on board in 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 these kinds of, of, of impacts that we're having on on the corals. Um, corals corals are also important for you know they they are keystone 
this kind of species within the hierarchical structure of the marine space, and therefore their loss can really cause a wider cascading of the of the important nature um, ecosystems and how they function. So all of these critical elements um, can be lost when we when we depress the way that these these coral beds. Dr. Kamel David of Caribbean Aqua Terrestrial Solutions. The Peace Walkers of Dominica invites all to a special press conference held at the DPSU conference room where persons can get a chance to communicate their views and concerns about the current social standing. That's from lead Peace Walker Atherton Mata sounding the call for the 23rd Walk of Justice this Wednesday. The focus of this week will be on national safety as well as security and all of its intricacies with a select focus on the most vulnerable of society. We are organizing a press conference at the press room of the Prevo Cinema starting at nine. We invite you to send a representative of your organization or your grouping to share your views or if not to just kind of be there in solidarity with those concerned about the safety of all people. If you saw the world news this morning, you would see the, the, the tremendous and disastrous situation prevailing, even in a place like Germany in Western Europe, where floodwaters have taken the lives of hundreds of people. We have at all costs to take steps to prevent and avoid such a kind of human disaster. So we invite you to send a representative of your organization to the press conference tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. at the Privo Cinema, where you'll have an opportunity to share your organization's perspective on the issue of national safety, national safety through security, through disaster response, through justice for all, etc. particularly our concerns about the vulnerable in our society. Please join us. We look forward to having you there. Mr. Atherton Mata. Opposition leader Lennox Linton reviewed statements made by Dominica's President Charles Savre in a vis of the recent CCJ statements on Dominica's elections being tainted. Linton describes the President's statements as uh, patently untrue and when weighed against the facts of the case, opines that the statements are wrong. Linton describes the President's approach to his office as misleadership that is heavily tainted with political preference. And I quote the statement here from Charles Sovereign. I must point out that no finding of facts was made by any of the courts which considered this matter, and contrary to your assertions, the comments of the court to which you refer were not part of the decision or principle that the judgment established. End of quote. With regard to the findings of fact concerning taints of the electoral process, Mr. President, you're wrong. In the High Court, there were specific findings of fact regarding the taints of the electoral process. The taint of using the wrong list for the 2019 election is a finding of fact described by strikeout Judge Justice Glasgow as a patent non-compliance with Section 17 of the Registration of Electors Act. In paragraph 88 of the CCJ judgment, the justices insist, quote, this is a matter of the most serious concern that ought to be investigated irrespective of the outcome of this appeal and of these petitions, end of quote. In paragraph 100, the CCJ emphasizes its view, quote, 
that non-compliance of electoral laws in this regard is an eventuality that the court must resolutely set its face against, end of quote. Unfortunately, you seem incapable of doing anything other than playing your Dominica Labour Party politics as usual in the office of president. And as you well know, Mr. President, that is not leadership. It is misleadership. Sincerely, Lennox Linton, leader of the... Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre says several measures have been taken to reduce chronic non-communicable diseases on island. A couple of these include signing on to the Framework Convention of Tobacco Control 2006, which included the training, education, communication and public awareness campaign in line with Article 12 held yearly, as well as increasing 10% taxation on tobacco and tobacco products. September represents Caribbean Wellness Month, where the ministry will be undertaking several activities to fight CNCDs on the island. And also cabinet has approved for the legislation of the FCTC, which I mentioned as a framework convention of tobacco controlled. We also had the drafting instructions done with assistance from PAHO and the regulations being drafted and complete leg legislation to be done. But as regarding tobacco and um, tobacco products, but also let alone this in terms of the NCD policy and plan of action, that is the development of a non-communicable disease policy 2011 it was done it was updated again in 2014 and when we reviewed it in 2017 and um, all this is aligned with the nine global targets element to nine global targets also we had a 10 percent excise tax on sugar sweetened beverages confectionery chocolate bars the carbonated drinks etc and also there was the appointment of the ncd commission a chair from the civil society would be there as well. The commission focused on childhood obesity. Um, and that's a national get healthy campaign. And they are in the process of developing a roadmap for the implementation of these strategies. Health Minister Dr. Irvin McIntyre, meanwhile, Acting Director of Primary Health Care, Dr. Lenora Fevrier-Drago, says studies presented to COFRA in the month of May pointed to Caribbean countries as having some of the highest rates of obesity in children in the world. Statistics show that one in three and one in five of adolescents are either overweight or obese. This, she says, is mainly due to poor dietary intake and low levels of physical activity. She says particularly worrying are the low levels of consumption of fruits and vegetables, and high levels of consumption of carbonated beverages. As a result of these findings, primary health care services will be focusing on community outreach to bring about lifestyle changes in the youth. And these are found in our schools. This year, primary health care services in Dominica will focus on community outreach, which includes outreach in our schools, all in an effort to propel lifestyle changes in our youth. So we're coming to the schools, we're coming to the churches, we're meeting you on the fishing dock when you pull in your nets. We're doing prostate screening, we're doing breast screening. We're going on the block and we're checking the young men standing there smoking and we'll be doing all of that, all in an effort to ensure that Waitikubuli and its population remains safe and healthy. 
Acting Director of Primary Healthcare, Dr. Lenora Favre-Drago, and member of the Dominica Cancer Society Youth Arm, Tamara Cornelia, says the group targets students or children who are directly or indirectly affected by cancer. DCA Youth Arm is a small group, which is a subsection under the Dominica Cancer Society. Cornelia says $3,000 in scholarships can be awarded to seven students this year with support of various sponsors. Because as we say, it's not only the parents, but the child gets affected also. So we are going to give back. So throughout the year, we have had sponsors, we have done fundraisers, and the Society of Dominica has really supported us in raising funds so that we could give back scholarships. Although we did not reach the anticipated amount that we thought that we would reach because there are a lot more students out there that need the help, we are proud to say that we can give seven scholarships today. So without further ado, I'm going to give the seven scholarships. Our first recipient, Tristan Toussaint, Jahil James Buck, Keldon Hill, Brittany Augustine, Tyler John Baptist, Briley Samuel, Joshua Clyde George. In other news this afternoon, Eastern Caribbean governments have agreed to take legal action against the government of Trinidad and Tobago over its failure to complete compensatory payments for Clico, British American insurance company Bico policyholders in the sub-region. Antigua and Barbuda's Prime Minister Gaston Brown, who chairs the OECS Insurance Minister's Subcommittee, said the group met last Friday and agreed to proceed with the lawsuit over the intransigence of Trinidad and Tobago's Prime Minister, Dr. Keith Rowley, on the matter. Brown assumed the chairmanship of the ministerial committee about a year ago, and in that capacity, he wrote to Dr. Rowley, asking him to deliver on a commitment by our previous Trinidad and Tobago administration to pay U.S. $100 million to policyholders in the OECS after the insurance and investment company went belly up several years ago, leaving policyholders holding an empty bag. He reveals that of the amount, U.S. $40 million has been paid, leaving an outstanding balance of U.S. $60 million. And an international atomic energy agency team led by Chief Rafael Grassi is en route to Ukraine to attempt to inspect the contested Europe's largest nuclear plant. Negotiations are still ongoing and still difficult, with both Ukraine and Russia demanding particular routes are used to access the plant and arguing over how long the inspectors will be based there. Deborah Pata has more. More than half a year of Russian occupation has turned the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant into a military base that runs along an explosive front line with both sides trading accusations of shelling in the area. Kiev blamed Russia for hitting the nearby village of Energodar, while Russia claims a Ukrainian missile strike punched this giant hole in a fuel depot at the site. A chilling warning that the fighting could cause a disastrous meltdown from Ukrainian presidential advisor Serhii Leshenko. It's international terrorism, nuclear terrorism, what Russia is doing in Zaporizhia. Uh, this uh, nuclear power station is the biggest in, in, uh, in Europe and in case of catastrophe it's going to be six times more than in Chernobyl. The UN inspection is set to start tomorrow, but it comes amid an intense battle to liberate occupied Kherson further south. Emboldened by the steady supply of Western military aid, Ukraine is holding nothing back. Artillery. They're hitting us with everything they've got. Tanks, aviation, artillery, shouts this Russian soldier. 
the much-talked-up counter-offensive has intensified. Kherson was the first major city to fall in the early days of the war. For more than six months, residents say they've been living in fear under their Russian occupiers, accusing them of kidnap and torture. Now, this is the first time that atomic energy inspectors will be investigating a nuclear plant occupied during an ongoing war. They will assess damages at the Russian-controlled site as well as evaluate security concerns and the conditions under which Ukrainian technicians are working. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of the headlines. And Jam member Lennon Matthew believes that the reason the common person does not avoid illegal opportunities is not based on fear of being arrested, but is based on rewards versus risk. Eastern Caribbean governments to take legal action against Trinidad and Tobago for failure to complete compensatory payments to Clico, British American insurance company, Baiko subregion policy holders. And Ukraine starts counteroffensive to retake the southern Kyrgyzstan region, just as an international atomic agency team led by Chief Rafael Grassi as en route to attempt to inspect the contested nuclear plant. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. I am Kimberly Benjamin. Q, top of the hour news.